0: What's up, everybody? This is the Odin's Table. Um, pretty much, uh told you guys I was going to do a breakdown, and this is it. This is the breakdown. Right now, I am currently at my job right now. Well, my associate is on his patrol. Uh, two things we're going to talk about. Bellator and... Bellator and UFC 255 uh Bellator two, 253 UFC 255. So, starting with Bellator, um 253 was an awesome card. I mean, majority of them were all finishes. The preliminary card was just dominant. The first two fights of the preliminary card knockout. The last three fights of the preliminary card, I mean, well, the first three fights were knockout. First, sorry. Two of the four preliminary cards were knockout, and then the rest three were just dominant decisions. I mean, but uh, we'll talk mostly about the main card. Um, One fight, though, on the preliminary card I want to talk about, and I think I know what it is. Hold on. Let me... If I can look this up... It's just... It, it was such a, it was an interesting card, but um. anyways, let's see, back to my live results. Sorry, I'm having trouble with my tablet acting up, but anyways, so to start it off, Rufino Stotts versus Keith Lee, I mean, Keith, Keith Lee is Kevin Lee's brother, and pretty much it was just a one-shot, just domination of just it was just one-sided. I mean, Stotes Stouts just dominated Keith Lee, just dominated him. Um, Keith Lee was just not at the same level. It was obvious. I mean, he was just getting ragdolled on the ground. I mean, he didn't know what to do against the pressure. He didn't know what to do really on the ground all that much. I mean, Stotes just took him to school, dominated him to a decision, and just beat him up. Uh, Joey Davis versus Bobby Lee. It was the same thing. I mean, Joey Davis took Bobby Lee to the ground and just beat the piss out of him through that whole fight. It was, it it was just, I mean, same thing. Got him on the ground, tied him up, and just waste no time beating him up. A lot of people think that. You know, and and I've always said this, a lot of people think that when you're in a grappling position, the only thing you can do is grapple, you know, or positions that are used in grappling, you know, are the, you know, the only thing you can do is grapple. A lot of people don't realize, though, is just because you're in a position that's used in grappling doesn't mean doesn't mean you can't strike no you can strike and that's a mistake that a lot of guys make is they get into gate they get into positions that are usually that are used in grappling and they try to grapple totally forgetting hey you could strike too and that's what you saw in the rufion stoats and the joey davis fight was you know both guys got in these grappling positions and they used them to strike they didn't just use them to grapple you know a lot of guys make that mistake they forget that you can strike in these positions you don't need to grapple when you're in these positions that are some most primarily used in grappling you can strike too you know this is mma this is not a grappling match and that's exactly what happened um Jason Jackson versus Benson Henderson, holy shit, I mean, this is a fight at welterweight, this is Benson Benson Henderson's third fight, yeah, third fight at welterweight, third attempt at welterweight, not third fight, um, Jason Jackson just beat the piss out of him, and I've always said, a great striker can have great success in MMA, if they apply the same fundamentals to the problems of MMA, you know, um, such as footwork, distance, timing. And another thing is, the thing is, as I said, in the, you know, in the fights before, a striker doesn't have to grapple you when they're in positions that are usually used to grapple. They can be, they can strike, you know, and that's the difference. That is, that's, you know, and that was primarily the difference is, you know, Benson Henderson was trying to grapple, Kevin Jason Jackson was being violent, and that's what I've always said, you know, that that's, yeah, that that's what I've always said. I mean, there's a huge difference, huge, huge difference. Let's see, um, pretty much it's just yeah Benson Henderson just got ragdolled I mean th- that's that's primarily the difference is you know And that's the and that's another thing that Jason Jackson showed. I mean, he showed great wrestling, great stuffing of the takedowns. But it's like I said before, you know, when the striker applies the fundamentals that he knows from striking to MMA, he's dangerous. And when he realizes that, hey, you can strike in these positions that are used to grapple, you know, all just just focus on being violent don't focus on trying to grapple it you know it changes the game you know and i said that that's the thing you know that that's the difference between a striker in the clinch versus a grappler a grappler is going to grapple a striker is going to be violent when a striker realizes he can be violent in the clinch you know when he realizes he can he can throw punches still he can strike it's a completely different story and i mean just so i mean jason jackson very good very good very dominant and um you know he looked good. Uh, let's so. AJ McKee. AJ McKee versus Darren called Darian Darian Caldwell. I mean, pff, won by a neck crank. This just goes back to the same thing. You know. Um, y- you know. There, this is MMA. There's more than one ways to deal with takedowns. There's more than one way to deal with being put on the ground. You know, Darian Caldwell. You know, obviously had the better wrestling but once he but you know AJ McKee he chose to attack you know he chose to be violent Darian Caldwell was trying to wrestle he was trying to grapple AJ McKee was trying to fight and he got him in a nice neck crank that just you know you could tell Darian Caldwell just doesn't you know, didn't know what to do. I mean, it was a, it's a catch wrestling move mostly. Um, you don't really see it in jiu-jitsu, but it's its definitely a move that is used and taught in catch wrestling. And, you know, Caldwell has a tendency to leave his head out there. He does it all the time. You know, that that's what I'm saying is, you know, th- this was mostly the most of the fight. Pretty much the main guard. Mo- pretty much all the opponents that lost on the main guard were trying to grapple while... The fighters who won were trying to be violent. And that was the difference. Um, Pretty much that sums up Bellator in a nutshell. You know, that's the lesson. You know, there's a difference between trying to grapple versus trying to be violent. And all the fighters that won were trying to be violent. While their opponents were trying to grapple. Let's see. And then... So... So... Uh, UFC 255, let me see, I got to pull up the card, let's see, UFC 255, I mean, that was a great card, pretty much, it's pretty much that whole card was how I expected, I mean, I called that card down the middle, I mean, I, I called it down, down the middle for pretty much every fight, I mean kind of interesting the odds the odds makers you know i don't know what they were smoking but okay but um pretty much you know the card was was what it was it was a great card actually a lot better i don't know why people were were hating on it it was a great card um paul craig versus shogun hua i mean i said this in the breakdown You know, there's a difference between being bigger, stronger, faster, hitting harder versus being better. And Paul Craig, if he learned the lesson that in order to compete at a high level, you have to be better. You know, being the better athlete is no more competing with experienced opponents. You have to be better. You have to improve. Um, Then he'll win. But if he didn't learn this lesson, he was going to lose. And he did. He learned his lesson. He won. He finished Shogun Hua, you know, you know, by TKO. Well, technically, Shogun Hua tapped to punches. Um, Shogun Hua, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. But as I'll explain with other fights, you know, some people are only black belts in certain positions. Shogun Hua is a black belt. When he's in the top position, he's not a guy that's really known for tapping people in the bottom. I mean, he's good at using his skills to get back up, but if you told him, hey, you know, I need you to attack, if if you forced him to stay on the bottom and just work from the bottom, nine out of 10, he's not going to do so well. And, you know, him being the older fighter and just, you know, it was pretty evident. I mean, the, time wait father times undefeated and you know paul craig made that known you know he learned his lesson he improved his game he beat shogun good win for him uh caitlin Cohagen versus cynthia calvillo oh my god okay so this fight this fight was a i don't understand this fight this fight was weird so for some reason people who listening to people other people who break down these fights they all had Cynthia Calvillo winning by decision. And what really got to me was first of all, it, it was almost weird. I, I don't understand how anyone could think, and even the odds makers, I don't see how anyone could think Cynthia Calhillo, Calvillo was going to beat Caitlin Cohegan. I mean, <laughs> whoever thought that? Like, how? It's it's honestly really hilarious because Caitlin Cohegan presents all the problems that cynthia calvillo faces um caitlin cohagan has great footwork she physically has she's longer she has you know she can she fights at a long range she's very very technical she you know she likes to pick you apart she's not you know somebody who gets into brawls she has great takedown defense and she's got a good ground game she's a brown belt under henzel gracie very well rounded i mean She's a fighter that keeps getting better and better. You know, Cynthia Calvillo, since losing to Carlos Sparza, her game hasn't really improved. She hasn't really changed much. And the thing that I said was in the beginning was, Cynthia Calvillo can't get takedowns clean. For her to get a takedown, she's got to make it a fight. She's got to make it dirty. Couldn't do that. And, you know, couldn't do that. Wasn't able to do that. Pretty much just how I thought. I pretty much predicted it. And and Caitlin. Cohegan pretty much beat her, defeated her for, you know, beat her to a decision. I mean, I didn't see how anyone could have thought Cynthia Calvillo was going to win this fight. It just baffled me that people actually thought Calvillo was going to win. I get it. She's scrappy. She's a character. She's this tough girl. You know, she trains at these big name gyms from Alpha Male to AKA, but... Caitlin just, you know, Cynthia Cavillo did not present anything that showed that she could beat Caitlin unless Caitlin made a mistake or unless, you know, Cynthia has some X factor that could like, you know, like, for instance, uh, Jessica Andrade with her power. There's no way Cynthia was going to win this. And it was just weird that people actually thought Cynthia was going to win. Caitlin was more technical. She had the better footwork. She had the longer reach. You know, her, you know, her body type. Was going to give, you know, Cavill problems. I mean, like I said, when the first two takedowns were stuffed, it was done. You know, like I said, it was over. You know, it, it was over. Honestly, it was just over after those two takedowns. And like I said, it's just if she couldn't make it a fight, she wasn't winning that. Uh, let's see. Tim Means versus Mike Perry. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, so in the beginning i I thought Mike Perry was gonna win due to the last minute opponent change. Mike Perry was trading for a fight. Tim Means was gonna have to play catch up, you know, to be prepared for a fight. Mike Perry I thought was going to win because he was going to be better conditioned. but as soon as he missed weight by four pounds, four or five pounds, I believe, immediately the odds shifted, and I knew Tim Means was gonna win. um Mike Perry was only going to have enough juice for one round. For one round. After that, he was going to be done. And I said this in the beginning. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Because that's all Tim Means had to do was make sure he survived the one round. You survive the one round, you're going to win. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Mike Perry got him in the first round, was doing really well, almost stopped him, but Tim Means just very well experienced very technical yes he likes to brawl but he's a technical brawler he's not just a straight brawler and you know very good popping the jab just his jab was like piston i mean just snapping perry's head back just slipping in elbows and straight rights you know perry was just getting busted up left and right i mean what i mean what can you say to that and that was pretty much the the gist of that. I mean, pfft. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, and Tim Means won the fight. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, yeah, so Mike Perry, I mean, I guess he goes up to middleweight from what I'm hearing. I mean, who knows what happens to him in the long run. But, um, you know, but... Either way. So moving on to the co-main event and the main event. So the thing is this. Valentina Shevchenko and Alex Perez have one thing in common. Both made mistakes. The only difference is Valentina didn't quit. Alex Perez quit. He, you know, when Valentina was put in a bad position, she stayed calm and she kept fighting. When Alex Perez was put in a bad position, he did not stay calm. He did not keep fighting. All right. He goes in. He's He was technically he was winning the fight. He was doing really well. He goes in. He makes a mistake of leaving his head out there. And, you know, he gets caught. You know, he makes a mistake. He gets caught, of course. His head is almost out. It's halfway out. Like you could see half of his head sticking out from in between, you know, Figueroa's arm and he taps. He taps. And the first thing I said afterwards is this kid is not ready to fight at a championship level because if you don't have the mindset to keep going in the face of adversity, then you're not ready. I mean, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. But what defines you in those moments is you could you have two choices. You could either give up or you can you know stay calm and figure it out. You can, and just keep going. And Alex Perez did not keep going. you know he you know, he started to. you can see it. He was fighting his way out. But when he started to encounter resistance, when he wasn't getting those fast results, He tapped out. That is what happened. I mean, he, you know, and that, and it's like, and of course, you know, you're going to be in bad positions. You're going to, it's going to happen. And you're not always going to get out of those bad positions right away. But that doesn't mean you give up just because you're not completely getting out of the guillotine. Hey, your head is halfway out. You could still get out. Just got to keep going. And Alex Perez did not, just did not, he did not keep going he stopped you know because he wasn't getting out right away and he kept encountering more resistance so he decided to quit instead of pushing himself and staying calm and keep and you know and just keep just pulling that elbow down he just he gave up you know all because he was experiencing some resistance you know all because he made a mistake he experienced some resistance and that was it I mean, and that's it. And that's what defines, you know, and that's really what defines a fighter is how do you do when encountering resistance, you know, whether it's making a mistake or your opponent being superior in a physical or technical manner, either way, it all depends. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, the reality is, is he didn't do well, you know, he he didn't do well when he encountered resistance, you know, he like i said it's just he you know it is what it is you know alex perez is just not ready to fight at a championship level that is just truth you know he has the skills but mentally he's not there you know he you know he made. you know as soon as he encountered some resistance he quit and that's the difference between him and valentina valentina made a mistake but when she was in the bad position she didn't give up she stayed calm she kept fighting you know Alex Perez did not stay calm, did not keep fighting. You know, he was halfway out and then he decided to tap. It's like, well, of course you're going to encounter resistance as you're trying to figure your way out of out of this bad position. It's going to happen. You're not going to get out right away. It's it's fighting. You know, that that's that's how it works, you know? But just because you're not getting out, just because you're encountering resistance and you're not getting you're not getting those fast results like you want, doesn't mean you give up. And that's what and that's what happened. You know, he got it he made a mistake, he was in a bad position, and instead of staying calm and continuing the fight, he gave up, you know. Even though his head was already halfway out of the guillotine choke, he gave up because he was encountering resistance. And he wasn't getting those fast results that he wanted. Um, Valentina didn't. And, you know, what was really impressive about Valentina, and and that, that was to sum up the main event, what was really impressive about Valentina Shevchenko is that girl is a beast. You know, first of all, the, going back to like I said before, Jennifer Maya is a black belt. But like I said before, there are some people who are just only black belts in certain positions. And Jennifer Maya is a black belt when she's in the top position. I mean, you know, yeah, she got an arm bar against Joanna Caldwood, but Joanna Caldwood doesn't have the top game to really test her, to, to test her guard work. And, you know, Valentina did. And Valentina, you know, pretty much shut her down. I mean, the first round took her down, second round, you know, like I said before, she made a mistake. She got it cost her, but like I said, did a really good job of staying calm and not freaking out or giving up. And that was what really impressed me is how just calm she was and how even though she was in a position that she didn't want to be in, she continued to work, she continued to fight, she continued to try to figure it out and, you know, And she was doing really well. I mean, she almost caught Maya in a couple of submissions. Um, She threw some good strikes at the end of the round. I mean, it was really impressive. And, I mean, came back in the third round, made her adjustments, and just started teeing off at that point. She hurt Maya. I mean, she just... You know, she was hurt. She hurt Maya, got a takedown, was beating her up on the ground, controlling her, riding her, just wearing her down. And the only thing Maya could really do was grab her and press her up against the fence. And even then, it just she couldn't really do anything because, as I said before, there is a difference between using a striking clinch and a grappling clinch you know there's a difference between grappling in the or striking clinch and a grappling clinch or better yet grappling in the clinch versus striking in the clinch you know a lot of people think that when you are in certain positions the only thing you can do is grapple you know or they that or people or you or pretty much if you're in this position the fight is over you lost that's not true just because you're you know Backed up against the fence doesn't mean you know the fight is over, doesn't mean you've lost, you know, doesn't mean you know all you have all you can do is do this one thing. You can strike in the clinch, you could fight, you know, you could strike with your back up, you could strike in the clinch, you could fight with your back up against the cage. I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, there's there's two options when put in a position, whether you're on the ground or you're backed up or your back is up against the cage, there's two things you can do. Whether when you're in the bottom position or backed up against the cage or the corner, whichever it may be, you could either get out or you could attack. And that's it. And Valentina attacked. She was striking. She was throwing knees. She was working elbows. You know, she wasn't just grappling Maya. And that's, and that's one of the key difference is, you know, Maya was trying to grapple. Valentina was trying to be violent just like I said with Bellator you know with the opponents that won on the main card they were trying to be violent they were trying to strike they were trying to hurt and do damage to their opponent whereas most of the other opponents were just trying to straight grapple and work and, you know, tie him up and, you know, wear him down. Valentina, when she was with her back up against the fence, she just kneed, she punched, she threw elbows. I mean... You can you can do a lot of damage. You can do damage with your back up against the fence. I mean, this has been proven. You know, you can you can win with your back up against the fence. Actually, you know, this was proven with Anderson Silva. This was proven with Mighty Mouse when he fought Ali Bagatinov. I mean, just because you're in a posi- just because you're in certain positions doesn't mean the fight's over or all you can do is grapple. And you know, Valentina knew that. You know, her back of her back was against the fence and she was you know, and she didn't give up. She struck. She she was striking. She was using her striking and when she had an opportunity to get out, she got out. You know, she didn't just, you know, stay tied up and, and try to straight up grapple Maya, which is what Maya wanted to do, which is what gave, you know, Maya tons of trouble. Um, all in all, I mean I would love to see Valentina versus Amanda Nunes 3. That, to me, that's the fight to make. But Jessica Andrade is an interesting fight. You know, Jessica Andrade's a very physical fighter, has very dangerous power. And her body punching can bring anybody down. I mean, her slams are just... We saw her just beat Caitlyn, who fought on the same card, and just took her out with one shot to the body. So, yeah, I mean, but... All in all, Valentina is just too well-rounded. She's too good. Like I said, the girl just can make adjustments in the fight. And that's one of the most impressive aspects. Very few fighters can do that, is making adjustments in the fight as well as outside the fight. Because when we saw Valentina in certain positions, she made her adjustments and she, she made her adjustments and she started to do work. And that's what happened. You know, she was pressed up against the fence. And where most people thought, you know, Maya was winning or having an advantage, it wasn't really going down like that. You know, Valentina was throwing knees, throwing punches, throwing elbows. She was attacking, you know, with strikes. She wasn't just trying to grapple. She was trying to be violent. Maya was trying to grapple, trying to grind. And it was just pretty clear. I mean... I would have to say the commentary was probably the most laughable part. I mean, Joe Rogan, Daniel Cormier, I mean, they were just, I mean, talk about Dick Ryder Central. These guys were just totally riding the jockstrap of these fighters. And it was disrespectful. I mean, not one time did they give, you know, Valentina her credit. And what's funny is Daniel Cormier said, after this fight, we've learned that the the best way to beat Valentina is to wrestle her. We probably, that's what he said. After this fight, we realized the most that the best solution to beat Valentina is to try to wrestle her. Obviously not. I, like, I know you're a wrestler. I know you like to use your wrestling. But that's not the solution to everything, Daniel Cormier. And, you know, it's not that simple. We just saw somebody try to wrestle Valentina, you know, in this fight. And obviously it didn't work. So I don't know where you're getting this idea from because Jennifer Maya lost and she didn't have that much success in the clinch pressing Valentina up against the fence. She couldn't really do much. You know, Valentina was was just pretty much doing damage, you know. Valentina was banging her up, you know, with her back up against the fence, was turning her over and taking her down. So obviously, you know, trying to wrestle her isn't going to work. You know, I'm not everything's as cut and dry as and simple. You know, especially when it comes to wrestling. I mean, so, but yeah, all in all, that commentary was biased, and I mean, it was just a great, I mean, great card, nevertheless. You know, like I said, the lesson of these fights. You know, you don't quit when you make a mistake, you know, and there's a difference between grappling and being violent. And that's what we saw with Bellator. That's what we saw with Valentina versus Maya. You know, Valentina was being violent. Maya was just trying to grapple, trying to grind. And, you know, just because you're in positions doesn't mean, and just because you're in certain positions doesn't mean the fight is over or all you can do is just one thing. You know, this is MMA. Which means you can do everything. And um, there's more than one way to the top of the mountain. So, yeah, all in all, awesome, and see you guys later.